Welcome to the Redeemer Anglican Church of Asheville. I am your host, Brandon Doble, with Father Gary Ball. Uh, and today we are here to talk about a super fun subject, confirmation. So welcome, Gary. It's good to see you. Thanks. It's good to be here. Excited to talk confirmation. Yeah. So it's funny. I um, I was confirmed at, uh, I'm going to say, when I go through catechism, probably 12, 13, as I recall. Got my saint name, was ready to go, but I was confirmed in the Holy Apostolic Catholic Church, mm-hmm. um, not in the Anglican Church, but I think they're very similar. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any experience in the Anglican tradition around confirmation, so I'm assuming it's roughly the same. But for those people that are out there that have zero experience in it, let's start by just talking about the basics of what confirmation literally is. Like, mm-hmm. like what do we do and what is, and then we'll talk a little bit more into depth about why we do it, what's the history, all that stuff. So, sure. You want to start with just telling us what it is? Yeah, the confirmation, the, the bishop comes and he visits and he um, uh, prays that the, the Holy Spirit would fill us for, uh, sustain us for mission, strengthen us, um, and yeah, empower us for service, really. And so this is uh, after your baptism, several years usually. But it's it's been called the the seal of baptism that seals your baptism. So if if um, baptism is a um, we baptize a baby, for instance, it it is a a sign of our hope in this this uh, the that the Holy Spirit will preserve them. And this is sort of the, the sign, the sealing of that. Uh, well, when you say the sign, the sealing, is it? If if somebody who was baptized in the Anglican tradition and it is not confirmed, I, I'll just go. We'll just go full. You know, like let's go way out there. Yeah. Is that saying they're just they can't get to heaven because they haven't been confirmed, or is this more of a public recognition of similar to when we talked about baptism as being a public recognition mm-hmm. of the work that God is doing within this child? Mm-hmm. So typically, the children that are confirmed or I don't know whenever. I mean, they're. You know, they make their Holy Communion in certain places at certain times, but confirmation is usually a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, is this, what does it mean to be confirmed for a person that's being confirmed? Yeah, well, for, so for the, for a child who's baptized early on, this is the public acknowledgement that the faith that was proclaimed on their behalf is now their own. So typically confirmation has been for, you know, someone who's at the age of reason so they can um, articulate what this is that has happened in their life and acknowledging that. And so in some cases, um, it, it is that, that public acknowledgement, but then the Holy Spirit is, it, we pray that the Spirit would fill us. And so we, we also acknowledge, you know, portion of that even in our baptism. So this is, this is another portion that, that the Holy Spirit would fill us for mission, strengthen us for mission. And so it's kind of like, uh, like we had said, it, you know, are you saved in your baptism? Yeah. Are you saved in your confirmation? Yeah. Are you say God is, is kind of uh, giving us these graces through these sacramental acts for our lives in Christ to grow in Christ. Yeah. And you went full father Gary there for a second when you said missions, can you explain to the average dolt like myself that's out there or the person that's in the pews that maybe hasn't come from an Anglican tradition or hasn't, maybe they've come from a completely non-denominational expression of the faith. And what does that mean to them when you say for mission? Well, uh, first of all, to, to serve the church, to serve one another by that, you know, by church, I mean, to serve each other. Um, 
And so the, believing that we are the body of Christ, that we, that we do function um, in our various ways to contribute to the overall makeup of a body. And so we want to be empowered to use the, 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 the specific ways that God has gifted each of us to be able to serve each other. We want to, to, you know, to ask, ask that the Holy Spirit would activate those in us. Um, but also, obviously, the, the, the ways that we function as, as a reflection of God and the hands and feet of God to, to the onlooking world as well. And so we, we can only really do that if we are like animated by the Spirit of God, and that's what we are praying happens in confirmation. So when you say age of reason, you know, some parents would say, well, my kid's ready to be confirmed at seven. And others might say age of reason is, well, they don't even know, brain's not even fully developed until they're 25, right? right. So when we, and I, and I don't, and honestly, I'm not picking at straws on this. I'm, I'm honestly curious as to what you, as the, as the parish priest would say, or what would the bishop say, what does that mean, age of reason? Yeah, I, I don't, so some churches would put an age on it. And some people would say at this point you go through your catechism and then you follow it up with, you know, I don't necessarily, we don't put an age on it. We typically will say that when you're kind of seventh, eighth, ninth grade is usually when that will typically happen. And what, what we're doing with this, with the students in youth ministry is specifically geared at Redeemer Anglican Church for them to be able to take the faith that was declared for them, make their own. So things like, what does it mean for me to have a prayer life? What does it mean for me to, to look at the Bible? How do I, what does it mean for me to be part of this community? And so it's specifically meant to gear them up towards confirmation. And also, if you were part of our community, you'll remember the last confirmation where we did have some preteens stand up and teens before the congregation and publicly proclaim their faith. Mm -hmm. And so for youth or for teens, um, kind of typically that, that would be our, or we're usually doing that. Um, but this is, they, they do make a public profession of their faith for adults. We do a little bit. It usually ends up a little bit different. Hmm. So confirmation, I mean, I think in, in a nutshell, you basically summed it up pretty well. You're saying that it's a public uh, acknowledgement of our faith. Mm -hmm. That's from the individual. Mm -hmm. What is the confirmation? What is the sort of obligation of the the ecclesia, the body, to that person who is being confirmed? I mean, I, I think that you mentioned that in baptism that like the mm -hmm. community makes a public proclamation. So mm -hmm. we also make a public proclamation around confirmation. So mm -hmm. what does that look like for the body? What does that mean for us as members who maybe are, who have been confirmed, mm -hmm. um, and, and what does that mean for that community? Yeah, well, I, I think that, it, you know, we do recognize all baptized believers as full participants in the life, but now as we're praying that God would strengthen um, us for mission, we are acknowledging that this person confirmed is, is, is now committing and empowered to use their gifts for the ecclesia, for the body of believers. And we are committing back to them that, that we are doing the same thing on their benefit, for their benefit. And so 
we are um, we are empowered to serve them just like in that moment we are calling down the Holy Spirit to strengthen them to serve the body. And so it's kind of like a mutual thing. And so we have three layers. You have people who were born, uh, they were baptized as infants who are being confirmed and they're declaring their faith. But like yourself, we have people that come in and are already confirmed and we acknowledge those confirmations. And so what they're doing they're they're coming into the Anglican Church. That's called being received reception. In that, the reason why I bring that up is because that sort of indicates a little bit about what an adult adult is doing in confirmation. Is there so if you're coming from another church tradition, but you've been confirmed, you're being received into the church. You're standing up in front of the church, and you're saying it's kind of like what people would modern day think of like membership. Mm-hmm. They're saying. We are making this commitment to this church, and we are saying back to them, and we're committing back to you. So well, that's the, perception. I guess the question I would ask then, and not to get legalistic, um, mm-hmm. but when we think about, like, I was confirmed in the Catholic Church, and I think there are, there's even, I think there's a confirmation in the Presbyterian tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different churches, mainline churches that do confirmation. Yeah. What if you come from a tradition, you've been in church your whole life, You've you've read scripture, you've been let, but you've never been technically confirmed mm-hmm. as an adult. Is that sort of like a Father Gary and the bishop make the decision, or is there some rule about that? No, I definitely think that if you if you haven't been confirmed and you're an adult, it's we we want to confirm you. Um, but what does that mean specifically? What does that look like for that person? So um, it so we have a, a class with three tiers, and so they would go through the class. Um, uh, if you haven't been confirmed yet, you, you, whether you're adult or youth, whatever, you would take um, two weeks. That's what's the Bible? What do we believe? Um, two weeks on what does it mean to be an Anglican, and then two weeks on what does it mean to be a part of this church. Mm. And so, in that regard, I mean, it does look like a, a taste of catechism. You're kind of looking at the catechism, the basics of our faith, uh, basics of what does it mean to be an Anglican, and then what does it mean to commit myself to this church. And so you would go through that same class, and the the bishop would pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you in the same way he would fill a baby who is now a teenager being confirmed. Mm -hmm. So we want you confirmed if you haven't been confirmed. If you have been confirmed, we want you to be received mm-hmm. into the church. And so if you have been confirmed and you're an adult and you're coming into our church, what you would probably do then is take the last four of the classes, which is what does it mean to be Anglican? Because you're coming in from a different mm-hmm. tradition. And then what does it mean to be a part of Redeemer? So to make it less scary for people that are like, oh, a confirmation. That was for my Catholic school friends, right? Or my Anglican <laughs> school friends. Um, it It sounds like to me that is very similar to a lot of membership classes that when people come in, obviously there's, there's differences, but so that people aren't intimidated. It's not yeah. like you're not going off into a, a forest clearing and slaughtering a lamb over them or anything. It's, it's literally classes to talk about what this looks like. So mm-hmm. for someone that might've been, have grown up in a, another tradition, um, evangelical, whatever tradition mm-hmm. that didn't have those sort of more structured classes they've probably all had some sort of membership class in their life this is really not that much different 
in terms of to make it less intimidating. That it's right. not don't be afraid. What I'm trying to say is don't be afraid of being confirmed. It's not like right. you you know you're you're drawing blood in your hand and you know whatever. No, it's not. It it it, it is um it is sort of like a membership class. We just don't use that language. I don't because I don't want to lessen the value of baptism as membership. Sure. And so that's the only distinction I like to make in keeping those separate. So, but I would say that we do it we do call it a sacramental act because we do believe that God works through it. And so for where it might have been in your past kind of a rite of passage what people just what people do. Mm-hmm. We do believe that the Holy Spirit fills us um that god is working in this act and so i'd say listen it, it, if we if you want the holy spirit you know if you want to, someone to pray with you lay hands on you and pray that the holy spirit would fill you like that's great like i'll take every, every prayer you can give me you know and so it's a great opportunity for for that and to also just to pray that that god would really use you in a powerful way yeah no, I think that's great. I mean, that's uh, like we did with the last one. It's helpful for me, even though I've been steeped in this tradition, I guess, my life to hear that. Um, and so for those that haven't, um, it's not an intimidating thing. And I appreciate it saying about membership. Membership always is this loaded term because we were like, what, I can't go to your church unless I'm right? No, of course you can. But so um, if somebody, let's let's take it in, in sort of two ways. Let's talk about sort of the traditional confirmation. So you've got the teenage, 12-year-old, 13, whatever age that. It's, and I, I'm assuming that's a conversation that you might have with parents if the kid's too young. But mm-hmm. let's just assume they're middle schoolers, early high school, whatever, and they want to get confirmed. What's the first step for them in that? How do they approach that? Well, the assumption is that they'll be going through, they'll be participating in some of the youth uh, um, studies and gatherings at St. Aidan, which are teaching them how to make this their own. Um and um, as we continue on, there's going to be an assumption that the kids are in catechism on during St. Aidan's, and we've we've worked it so that they're they're working their way through the whole thing throughout their childhood, and so we're really gearing this towards by the time they're at that age that they've gone through this whole thing. So participating in St. Aidan's, um, the catechism is is really helpful for. For, to prepare them for that. And then, yeah, parents would just uh, uh, touch base with me and say, hey, I think my kid's ready for confirmation. Um, can we talk about that? And, and, and usually we say, great, let's, let's move forward. And what we'll do is come alongside and help them, if they need it, to help them construct a testimony, what we've come to know, mm-hmm. know is a testimony where you sort of say, not like, oh, I was, you know, you know, on the streets and God did this big right. dramatic thing. But to say, listen, like my parents proclaimed this on my behalf. And I want you to know that I love the Lord. I have faith in him. And this faith is my own, basically. Yeah. And if you, if you, for anybody that's listening, was that the last one, the, some of the kids, kids, young adults, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, came up and gave their testimony. It was yeah. powerful, right? Really I mean, powerful. and it's done in a way you know, pretty typical of a teenager, but it's still a public testament to what their what the work's been done. Uh, last question about the kids part, because I think it's an important one. Say I, I drop in, I, I moved to Asheville. I'm like, I hear about this great church redeemer. 
but my uh, maybe I haven't been at all in the church, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just one of those things where I want to check this out. I heard there's a great community that I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I want my kids to, but they've had none of the St. Aidan's. I'm assuming that what we do is work with that that parent, that family to like they don't have to start from uh, where like Maple growing up in the tradition is going to get a different experience than a kid that's come in at 15. That's all yeah, I'm trying to say. So right. we would I'm assuming we would work with those families on I don't want to say I don't want to say like a uh, a um, a super speed uh, catechism, yeah. but okay. but the idea that each family is going to be a little bit different yeah. when you're trying to get out. Yeah, and we we can do the we we can do some of that formation in uh you know after they're confirmed because there's an ongoing process that they're they're going through. I mean, the expectation is so my daughter was confirmed last time, she's still in the youth classes. And so the formation doesn't stop, it's ongoing. So there's some some ways that we kind of fill that backfill that in for sure. Um I think that they're it shouldn't be the type of thing where you come in the next week you want to do this, but because what we want to do is one is we're not vetting you per se. We're not, we're not just saying you're worthy. You're not worthy. But what we are doing is we want you to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And so it's really important that there's a, a bit of a participation in the community. So you know who we are and what we're doing because we do take it seriously when it is a commitment to the church uh, when you're confirmed and we don't take that commitment lightly. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, um, I was thinking about our own, we came here right at the beginning of COVID. So it's been a very weird time in terms of families that are involved or people that are involved that now, which is why I'm glad we're doing this podcast because it's sort of an explanation for those people that haven't been able to actually be there every week or when it was online, that this is something that is ongoing and active within the church. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, it's October 3rd, got to do, you know, it's an ongoing and active part of our expression. All right. So that's, that's the kid portion. Now I'm an adult. I come in and I, uh, maybe I've, I've been unchurched. I've never been to church, but I'm like, wow, what a great community. And I, I love the, you know, I love the liturgy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm committed to this and I want to be part of this community. I've been here for a while, whatever it is, mm-hmm. assuming that we want them to be, know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. How does that adult enter into this conversation with the church? Yeah, they the same thing. Um, we'll provide the information. By the time this podcast is out there, there's going to be email addresses that you can email Rebecca or myself and say that you're interested in it, and we'll have a we'll have a conversation. But um, then the classes will be offered starting in mid September, and so you would just be expected expected to go through those six classes, which are right before church on Sundays for six weeks. And then October 21st, 24th is the confirmation service where our bishop comes. So that would be adults and kids. Uh, were, well, that's the adults going in for the classes before church because the kids would be doing it through St. Aidan's. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So if you're an adult in the community and you haven't been confirmed and you want a pro- that proclamation, mm-hmm. and, and we do consider it a sacrament. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in doing that, obviously reach out to... Rebecca or Father Gary or me or somebody in the church, and they'll probably steer you to Rebecca or Father Gary, but, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or yeah. I mean, Father Alex as well. I mean, sure. anyone can sort of steer you in the right direction, um, but there is a process in place to do that. Uh, we encourage people, and I, I, this is sort of an unsolicited uh, marketing advertisement for the community. This feels like to me, 
that it's been a long time since we've been able to really actively as a community sort of public we did a public proclamation and some other there were adults in there but like this would be a great time for people that have been sort of coming to church have been sitting in the pews and are like oh what's this all about to take that time and you know i guess there's no they don't have to be confirmed but those those classes won't hurt yeah so that information will come out and i'd like to say gary this this podcast will be up 10 minutes after we're done here no it won't be but (laughs) but it will there will be information coming out about um confirmation there are lots of different ways to to find out about it and to get engaged. And I think that I would say that the very first step is to reach out to right. one of the three of you to just sort of say, I'm interested in this. Absolutely. Yep. We love that. And, you know, it like, like Brandon was saying, there's been a time where we've uh, been a little disjointed as a community. We've had masks on. A lot of times it's like you see someone for the first time and they've been coming for six weeks or eight weeks, yeah. you, and, you know, and, and so the fact that like you get up front and you're like showing your face to the church and saying, listen, I, I'm here. Like I'm giving my life to this community and for us to reciprocate that is really meaningful. And I think a right, really great way to initiate an adult into the life of the church. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Honestly, uh, I can't wait for that weekend. I think it'll be fun to fun's not the right operative word, but just a, it feels like a transitional point for us as a community to say we're back on track, knowing full well that lots of things can happen, but that we just the opportunity is there. So I would encourage those of you that are listening, that are interested, reach out to Father Gary or Rebecca or Father Alex and um, start the conversation. And more news uh, will be coming out if you don't get the newsletter. Be sign up for the newsletter. I also do a, a weekly announcements podcast that'll be in there. But I think the best way is you go to the website or the newsletter and uh, to get more information. Otherwise, uh, do you have any last words on confirmation? Do it. Yeah, just do, do it. it. Just do it. <laughs> we're the we're the Anglican Nikes. Uh, just do it. Uh, so that is uh, all we have. We will be bringing you many more podcasts coming up. Well, we we will be doing podcasts about the Eucharist and things like that. What the things that we believe as a community. It's sort of locally and globally. Um, so we look forward to more of those coming. I am again, Brandon, with Father Gary Ball. Uh, thank you for listening. Take care. Peace.